Hi friends. So today's episode is kind of a bonus episode. Last couple of weeks, I took some time off to compete in the Oregon State Leather Competition. And since that's no longer happening, I wanted to make sure I got two episodes out this week to catch up. On today's episode, I interviewed Grumpies, aka Brian. He is super famous on TikTok. And on today's episode, we discussed kind of what it means to be a you know, pup fluencer, someone who's famous online with a puppy persona. He's also got a laundry list of other characters he portrays online. I had a lot of fun interviewing him, and I hope you guys get a lot out of it. Welcome to episode five of Digging for Bones. Um, we'll get started here in just a second. Grumps, if you just want to introduce yourself, uh, what can I call you? I know you have a couple different alter egos on the internet. Um, and then we'll get going. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I guess I can, yeah. For everyone on TikTok, they probably know me as a grumpy onesie. That's like my official like TikTok handle. Uh, if you wanted to actually go by like my pup name, though, not is my official like pup name. Awesome. Or you can call me Ryan. I'm pretty easy going when it comes to that. I'm used to all the different names. So (laughs) whatever people see. (laughs) Well, fantastic. Well, thank you for being here today. I want to dive into a couple questions. But first of all, just uh, show my appreciation for you being on. Um, This was definitely the largest. uh, We had a bunch of people in here a minute ago. So I think they'll be coming back around here in just a second. Um, But to get started, you know, I've been kind of fanboying out with your content for some time now. Um, (laughs) And it's been pretty awesome to interact with you and to do the duets and be able to do those duets with you. And then for you to be on the podcast is, I just feel pretty honored. So thank you. Um, I guess I'll start out with- Thank you for having uh, me. Like this this like makes my day. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Um, I'll start out with, let's, let's dive into your pup sona a little bit. Uh, where did knots come from and what do you like most about that personality? Okay. Um, well, where not came from was actually, uh, when, uh, me and my husband, uh, about two years ago started kind of exploring more of like the kink world and stuff. Uh, we discovered we were really into the rope play. And like Shibari, because we saw a lot of that on here and a lot of like really cool artistry. And so he became my rigger and I was his little rope bunny and not was like just like my sub name. And when I discovered pupping, it just kind of felt fitting like, okay, no, not is my sub name. So this pup not is going to be like my original pup. Awesome. Um, when you started getting into the TikTok videos and voiceovers, do you have like a background in marketing or theater or acting or anything like that? Cause you're really good at it. <laughs> I was a, I was a big theater kid. I've always okay. had kind of, uh, uh, that outgoing personality in that aspect. Like I'm actually, <laughs> I'm an introverted extrovert. <laughs> uh-huh. Like I'm very anxious and everything, but I do have that side of me that does like to perform and actually likes like the anxiety of like performing so, like, originally I got onto TikTok was from all of the cosplayers that I would see that would just, like, dress up as these characters that they've created and do, like, the uh, video and, like, do the videos. 
And then probably a few months into actually being on TikTok and seeing, doing all the cosplays and stuff, I started, I kind of stumbled upon the pup community. And I just found a couple of creators on there that I just absolutely fell in love with, like just their content. And then just how they were explained, like how it wasn't just like a complete kink thing. Like they use it for like their mental health and a different headspace to help them deal with their different issues. And I'm bipolar and I've got depression and anxiety. So I figure like this might actually be something that is perfect for me. So I ordered my first hood from Amazon or my husband ordered my first hood from Amazon. And the minute I put it on, I just instantly felt like this is right. This is, this was meant, this is meant to be, I this is, this just feels perfect. Well, it looks perfect. Um, <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, I could tell a thespian when I see one. Um, I had a feeling. Um, <laughs> so I've been noticing just in my work in the last couple of months, uh, there just seems to be different kinds of pups. Like it's a pretty diverse community. Do you, outside of TikTok and the, what I call a show pup, which is kind of the same category I'm in, um, have you participated in like moshes or any social events? I have not. I have... Uh... Like I said, uh, found pups when I got onto TikTok. So I've only been pupping for about a year and a half now. And unfortunately, for a good portion of that, it wasn't safe to really go out and mingle with people. <laughs> Even like after getting vaccinated and stuff, like still just made me very like nervous about going out. So haven't had the chance to actually like go out and like interact with like the actual community. Even though I know in my town, we actually have a pretty like good like pup community and like there's a bar that has like a pup night once a month, which hopefully we'll be getting to go to soon. But yeah, I haven't got to interact as much with like the outside community, like pretty much like the TikTok pup community has been like my big like com community of pups that I've dealt with. That's awesome. And on, I just want to drive home a point too. like you've been able to establish a following. I mean, collectively, I know your TikTok's over like what, 20,000 um, you've got over a yeah, thousand on. Yeah, I think I'm at like 22K, somewhere yeah. around there. And this is without you participating in what people would call like conventional pupping. And that's something I've really been wanting to like stress a point on, but also just like acknowledge is like pupping can be different things for different people. It could look like, um, like just being on social media for some people, like for me, when I got into it, uh, I almost compared it to like drag. I felt like I was like stepping into this personality and I like performing and making people laugh. It's opened up into some other new things for me, but I, there's other pups that I've met that are super into the moshing and like being able to relax when they mosh and go into that headspace. It's an extremely relaxing state for them. Um, and I've moshed once. I need to go do it a couple more times. I don't know if it's a thing for me or not yet, but I'm definitely one of those like, don't base it off your first experience, especially when it comes to kink. Um, yeah. And then there's the sexy side of it and the spicy stuff, which I am very curious about. I haven't got to participate much in that. I want to. <laughs> I'm very interested. Um, uh, thank you, Internet, for sending me all down those rabbit holes. What's the appropriate? Maybe dog holes. Um, uh, yeah, I figured that out when I got on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Twitter is uh, the place to go for spicy content. The more you know. Um, right? <laughs> woof. Yeah, lots of woofs. Um, well, 
You know, another one of your big talents that I've been really fascinated by is your artistry and makeup. Um, how, when did you get into makeup? Are you self-taught? Have you gone to school for it? Because you're very talented at it. Uh, well, I, I learned a little bit of like stage makeup when I was in high school from being in theater. But a lot of times that was more doing like old age makeups and just making yourself <laughs> look like you were 60. Um, but I also have been very fortunate. My husband is actually a makeup artist and skincare specialist. So as we started like getting into like the cosplays and stuff, we were able to pull from his like makeup experience with like doing beauty makeup. And then also we would just like check out like other like cosplayers and stuff and see like how they like did like their makeup and like look like a lot of them would do, do, do tutorials. So it's like, uh, there's a lot of self-taught there too. And just like trial and error, buy the makeup, put it on, see what it does and just play with it. That's I think the fun part about like doing the cosplays is there's no real rules, just have fun. I love that. And you've named a lot of your characters, and I see that you kind of go back to some characters more often than not. Um, how many characters do you have at this point? Oh, my gosh. Uh, I'm gonna, it's going to take me a second. If I like went through like all my characters, let's see, I've got Grumpy, my Care Bear character, uh, Sprinkles, my Unicorn onesie character, which he hasn't been out in a while, um Dante is my skull-faced uh character. Then there's yeah, Skits my werewolf, Aiden my elf, uh Xander my vampire, which he'll be coming out probably here again soon. It's his season. Uh Winter I usually bring out uh, Jack Frost. Is there anyone else? Then there are just all my other like onesies that I like to wear and um <laughs> My uh, Bucky, my fawn character, and then then there's Pup Not, who's like my main pup character, which like when I first got onto the app, like it was intended to be like, okay, this is mostly going to be like the cosplaying and like Grumpy was just going to be like my identifiable character. So like people like knew who to uh, notice me by. And then I found the pup and now it's like, all I want to do is put on a hood and be cute. <laughs> I love it. It doesn't take as long as putting on all that makeup. That's awesome. That's a lot of characters. That's that's some talent to be frank about it. Um, I have a hard time just with Tucker, um, and I am Tucker, and so um, yeah. With especially when you're talking about like certain characters coming out seasonal, like the vampire, I'm looking forward to seeing some of your comedy on that. Um, for pups just getting into the TikTok space and those who want to make videos. How do you find yourself staying relevant and keeping ahead of the curve when it comes to voiceovers? Because that's something I've noticed from your work is you do seem to be a step ahead of what's trending. A lot of times when it comes to the audios, I just, uh, as I'm scrolling, if I see something that like made me laugh or like, it seems like my kind of comedy, I just automatically save the audio and like, okay, we'll come back to this occasionally I'll get lucky and I'll be like, okay, yeah, this is really funny. Like this is going to go like over really well. And sometimes it's just like, okay, that's really nostalgic or that just feels really good. I appreciated hearing that. Like I want to pass that same vibe on. So I'm just going to do it and give it a try. And sometimes there'll be ones that end up trending. And sometimes it's just ones that like my people enjoy, but as long as somebody like enjoyed it and I had fun doing it, then it's a win-win for me. I love it. Um, are there any aspects of the pup? So you, you've 
you've been online for all of it, and I heard some curiosity of things you might be interested in seeing or experience in the community. Um, what out there is kind of drawing you in? Well, I think the the first thing that yeah really drew me in was just the how it seemed to help with people's mental states and like how it was a good way to help you cope with like when you're having anxiety and stuff. So it has become a tool that yeah, like when I'm in having some of my dark times and stuff, I can go into that headspace, stop my thought process and help disrupt some of those like negative thoughts and stuff that come in. And then there's also the part of when I put the hood on, I feel like I'm getting to let out a side of me that I had like forgotten, like that younger, more innocent, like happy-go-lucky before you got jaded by the world personality that's just happy. Yeah. What's your sign? And like, yeah. And then like there are other like, of course, I've, my husband is actually my handler, so like, I get to experience like more of like the real like kink play, and that's always fun, but there's a time and place for that. And then it's just also nice been finding a community of just people who are usually very similar about like they're trying to just get through life. It's something that helps them. It makes them feel good. And generally, everyone's pretty understanding and welcoming. So I just found it a very warm and nurturing community to like fall into. Love that. What's your horoscope sign? Gemini. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I knew that. I did know that. I should have. I shouldn't even ask that. Yeah, you are a Gemini. And as we noticed on the last yeah. episode, a lot of us puppies. I, I would love to survey this someday. At least take on that hyper puppy personality. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> so yes, we're both Gemini's. Um, well, cool. The do you have any questions for me other than the only question I will say is I've answered the how I got into it a couple times on a couple episodes. Um, so outside of that, do you have any questions for me? Hmm. Well, I guess they like, since you asked me like, what's like your like favorite aspect, like so far of like the, like the puppy play or just yeah. the puppy community. Um, I, I really do enjoy the vanity part of it. I know that sounds vain, um, but I just came out of a relationship. It's a divorce. I was feeling really low on myself for the last year. And honestly, I've been, I struggled with body dysmorphia for most of my life and I still do. Um, and so with the combination of therapy and being able to confidently put myself online um, and get the positive attention that I get, like, there's trolls on the internet, but to be honest, I still haven't bumped into many of them um, in this community. There's not a lot of arguing. There seems to be a lot of people from all walks of life. Um, I love the kink side of it. It's opened me up to and learned about kinks that I'm not into, but I've learned. I I feel grateful to have learned about them. Um, yeah, and just interacting with the community. I've had. I was up for a leather title last week. Um, I was supposed to compete in the Oregon State Leather Competition, and the competition got canceled five days before. But preparing for that for the month and a half beforehand and picking out outfits that represented me, at one point I got lost in it and almost changed who I was and then did that whole, like, no, I have to be me thing. Um, and just being able to have these experiences that I just don't think I would get in normal day life at 32 years old um, – it's made me, I, we have an eagle here in Portland 
um, and being able to experience that bar scene. Uh, I have not really engaged with other gay men uh, the way I have in the last two months in my whole life. And so the pup stuff is a huge part of it. And Tucker in, is really, there's part of me that's considering changing even part of my legal name into Tucker because I've really, <laughs> really encompassed this identity. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, it's all of that. So I know it's not like a clear answer, but I just feel so much more connected to community and confidence than I ever have before. Oh, no, yeah, I, I completely get that. Like, a lot of people don't realize it because of, like, I guess the personas that I put online and how I, like, can portray myself. Like, I am not actually a very confident person. I have struggled with body issues for a long time. Like, I, I have always been very skinny. So even when I have, like, started putting on muscle and stuff, I still always see that very skinny and have to have to talk myself through some issues. Like, so yeah, like being able to like put the hood on and like kind of take myself out of it and like feel like I can actually be comfortable just being me has been great too. It's, it's helped actually boost me up and give me the drive to actually work out and actually get the body that I'm actually wanting, but I'm being yeah. smart about it this time. <laughs> yep. I love that. I, I've also had a lot of people too who are like, I'm not really into this, but I'm really intrigued after seeing you. <laughs> and that's been kind of this really awesome compliment. And I don't think they're into it at all. If they are, they're maybe handlers, but just people's genuine interest. Like when I first saw Pup play for the first time, I was weirded the fuck out by it, for lack of a better term. Um, oh, I had yeah. a friend go on Facebook with all of it, which just wasn't the right place for that. Um and I just didn't know, I had never seen anything like it. And I mentioned this in the last episode, but then I saw someone in another state and fell in love, uh, not literally, but just like, they were spicy. I thought it was hot and I learned a lot. Um, well, cool. So if you were to give any advice for like a new puppy who's trying to make it big on the internet and follow in your footsteps, uh, what would be some of the tips you would give them? Probably one of the biggest ones I could give is don't be afraid to do some research. There's a lot of great like uh, educators out there on like YouTube and stuff. I know a big one for me was uh, Pup Amp on what's the safe word on YouTube. I learned yeah. <laughs> have learned so much about like just the kink community in general and also about pupping from like watching them. And I feel like a lot of the newer pups fall into just what they see like from like a couple people on TikTok and how they run their dynamics and everything. It's like, it's a lot broader than what you, what some people will go for. And you need to like be willing to understand like the full, how it all really works before you want to start jumping into like being in packs and like what role you're fitting, like do some research because I've seen some people get pretty hurt by just jumping into stuff because they just went in hundred percent right from the get go. Like there's no rush to it. Like, and just do what's true to you. Like everybody, I, I know so many different pups who all use it in slightly different ways and it helps it. It works for them. So find what works for you. Love that. Uh, I would love to second that too. That's something I've been really trying to stick to is do what works for me. 
like I was saying earlier in the middle of that competition and preparing for it, I started to lose myself. Uh, International Mr. Leather is traditionally this like leather daddy look of what leather is supposed to be. And even though Pup isn't part of the International, uh, Pet has become part of a lot of the state competitions. Um, and I started losing myself. And first of all, I don't want to dress like a cop ever. I just don't think that's <laughs> sexy. Um, I know uniforms are sexy. But yeah, I just, I, I'm not turned on by my oppressor. Um, <laughs> and so <laughs> it's, uh, and a lot of those leather daddy looks kind of fall under that. So something that was fun for me to go through is that motocross look that I had was actually supposed to be my formal leather look. And the reason I chose that was because I wanted to pay tribute. The original biker gangs, there's a lot of history pointing at, might have actually been gay biker gangs coming out of World War II. And so a lot of our leather daddy look in the leather comes from the biker gangs of the 50s and late 40s. Um, yeah. And so I wanted to pay tribute to that, but with like a pup twist. Um, but also uh, keeping it biker, but modern biker, which is like motocross. And it was hot. It was so hot. And literally, it was hot. I returned it because the thing weighed like a thousand pounds. And I was like soaked in sweat in a couple minutes. So <laughs> Amazon got yeah, that back. It was a nice rental. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it's I, what you're saying, though, is like staying true to yourself. I, there's, there's more that comes from that. And I, I think... I see so many unique pups and especially with like Mr. S and the ability to customize a hood and do what you want. Um, yeah, it, it definitely needs to stay you. Um, anybody in the audience, while we got questions coming in and we have a little bit more time, do, do any of you want to post a question? We'll give it just a second. And in the meantime, while people are posting I mean, questions, read those off, I think my text is lagging. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no one's posting anything yet, but while we're waiting for them, I do want to shout out tomorrow. Today is the last day I have a raffle going. If you run over to my Instagram, um, I have a raffle for this piece of equipment. Um, it was donated by this company. I'm trying to keep TikTok safe right now. Um, <laughs> so it was donated yeah. by this company so that I could use it as a basket for a giveaway in the leather competition. Since that has been canceled, uh, the clone, we'll just say clone Willie has, um, will be donated to a lucky winner. All you have to do is subscribe to dig into bones and send me a screenshot or share the video I posted on, to, uh, Instagram today. Um, and that's that. And then I don't think we've had any questions. Do you have anything else? Where can people find you? Um, well, I've got, um, a beacons page that's attached to all of my social medias. But I am on Instagram. Both Grumpy and Puff have their own pages on Instagram. I've got my <laughs> Twitter, and then I'm on TikTok. Those are my main four. And just a warning, Ooh, the Twitter one. is uh, NSFW, like mine. So um, I always like to make sure people know before, <laughs> no. they, before they go. <laughs> and, and, and I forgot to, yeah, there's also my new... Um, accounting page that you can also go visit that is now officially set up are you selling only fans right now for like air conditioning <laughs> well played well played um <laughs> that was great that for an unplanned bag i could not have asked for anything better 
Well, thank you so much for being on the show. This was a great bonus episode. I had to skip a week for the competition. So to be able to get two out this week is going to be really exciting. I also, hey, if you like Digging for Bones, run over, hit the subscribe button, follow me on social media. Uh, for those of you who, I have to put, throw it out there and just say some gratitude. Normally within 24 hours of posting, I have like four or five, maybe six viewers of the podcast. And I'm somewhere in the 70s already, just a day later of the last episode four. Um, so that kind of growth from episode three was just a lot of gratitude. I appreciate all the comments that are coming in. Um, if anybody has suggestions for Digging for Bones or wants to tag someone they want to see on the show, I had a lot of people tag AMP. I wish we're shooting for the stars there. I feel like I am a long ways from there. Um, but you never know. Keep tagging him. Maybe one of these days he'll like respond. Never know. Um, <laughs> Well, cool. Thank you so much for today. If you have any final thoughts, I'll get hand over the mic. Um, I just want to thank you for having me on here. Like, I've never been like asked to be like interviewed for something like this. So, like, I am like kind of gobsmacked. Like, when you, I, we, I saw that you had first like nominated me for like a competition. I'm like, oh my god, that would be so cool. And it was funny. My husband actually told me he's like. Well, you should just message him and ask him if you'd want to do it just anyway. And you actually messaged me before I even got a chance to. <laughs> you were like the first person I thought of. Yeah, no, I was like, because especially when it comes to TikTok, a lot of people have talked. I've had a couple pups and handlers, um, but I haven't had anyone from like who's a show pup like me. Um, and so I wanted to get that perspective on here. By the way, what state are you in? I am in Texas. Okay. Yeah, you've got a huge pup community there, uh, especially in like Dallas. Uh, quite the community. Yeah, I'm in a uh, more southern. There's the, uh, how would I describe them from my? They seem to be a lot of like dancing pups. Like they're they're show pups, but like in person. Like I've noticed a lot of like go go dancer pups and stuff like that down there in Texas. Yeah, they're like um from like what I see from like the like groups down here like. There's a nice little mix, though, of just, like, regular people. And then, yeah, you got some of the younger ones that are loving to just, yeah, put on a harness, show off their body, and dance around at a bar. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? Most of you are all. <laughs> that is something I enjoy doing. I am working with a big brand today. I don't want to say who until it's finalized, but I got accepted to be a influencer like official and not like the here's a 10 percent discount <laughs> i give beer an influencer like no we're gonna send you free shit once a month but you have to do an unboxing video so i will know more if i can even say it yet but right now it's a secret but that just happened today and i'm really excited about it <laughs> awesome all right friends thank you so much i hope everybody has a great night and then this episode i should have posted on by tomorrow morning on digging for bones and again, feedback, suggestions for the show, please send it in and hit that subscribe button. All right, Grumps, it was a pleasure speaking with you, and I will interact and do more events sure. with you in time. Absolutely. Cheers.